Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome in listeners to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast, where we're always talking everything college hoops. You could have been anywhere else on the dial, but you chose to be here with us, Mike and Gus. Mike, we are deep into this tournament somehow. It happened, but I'm enjoying the slow burn that is March Mike, is there anything you want to gloat about for your initial round into the Sweet 16, or is there something else that you'd like to maybe even complain about? Gloat. I I want to thank God for today's recovery. Folks, I've been hitting at 57%, all documented in the Action app, gained 170 units over 14, 14 months, as good as I've done so far ever. And we've entered the NCAA tournament, Gus, Thursday, brutal finish. Hmm. I think it was like five and 11. Okay. Okay. And you're like, okay, fine. Friday comes 500, even Steven, uh, eight and eight, uh, you know, very vanilla, hit some props, lost a couple. So like 500 day. And then yesterday was an abject disaster. (laughs) Just awful from start to finish. I mean, you name it. I got it wrong. Thank God for UCLA against St. Mary's because that may have just put me over the edge. But today, my friend, we've responded in a huge way and have felt locked in all day long and had a great day. So it giveth, it taketh away. I get it. We just want to be 53% because that's what the numbers say. I get it. But my friend, Saturday was rough. But today was great. And here we are again. And I think that we should just run down Saturday if it's not too painful. Now let's do it. The listeners will love it. It was it was just horrific. Yes, please go ahead. All right. So I think we have to start in the 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 original starting point for Saturday, where our buddy uh, Jared Culler, who we've talked to uh, from the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast for for UConn, I saw one of his tweets where he said, "I can't believe they put this as a standalone game. We need an option, or you know, like this game stinks, and it ends up being an overtime classic." And I I don't know, Mike. Where should we start here? Do we go with the officiating? Do we go with the transformation that is UNC? Or do we say, hmm, Baylor was going to get bitten at some point because of the roster and the injuries? Where where do we go first here? Well, partner, I'm going to tell you, I had take lock on UNC. I, I admit it. I had take lock. I Sometimes you want to have a, an opinion on a team and you want to stick with it. Mm. And sometimes you have to be Bayesian in your process and take new information and North Carolina. I had take lock. I, I didn't think it through and it bit me. 
because this is not – I didn't like North Carolina to start the year for all the reasons we discussed, mm-hmm. but then something happened. About halfway through the year, Hubert figured it out and went with his guys. Right when they were 12-6, and 4-3 and three in conference, lost to Miami, lost to Wake Forest. From that point on, bang, Virginia Tech, Boston College, NC State, Louisville in overtime. Overtime, mm-hmm. big win. Loses to Duke by 20. Clemson, Florida State loses to Pitt at home. That also Gus threw me off the scent a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a game that people might like, you know, you know, pin on their map as like, how do you navigate UNC? Yeah. Yep. But they won five in a row to end the year. They beat a good Virginia team by 20. Never easy. Lost to Virginia Tech. Then they smoked Marquette. And I should have realized Armando Baycott. Thank you for the over on your 12 and a half rebounds mm-hmm. is going to be able to get some boards. I should have also realized that Flagler was not totally healthy. LJ Cryer is out. There was a lot of warning signs with Baylor and you and I have talked about how the eight, nine game is always frisky, yada, yada, yada. Uh, my fault. I had take lock. So I bet you had a better read on this game than I did because like five minutes in, I go bad pick. I could just tell we're hitting threes. They're they're firing shots all over the place. RJ Davis is on fire. Manic is doing this with his hands. The parents. It's a bad pick. It was a bad pick. North Carolina took out Baylor. They were the better team. They gave it back late. I thought that was going to happen early, and it Mm. didn't. Great win for Hubert Davis. Great win for North Carolina. Baylor, great comeback. Would have been the greatest comeback in NCAA tournament history. I believe we're tied at 25 points. But in the end, five and a half, no bueno. UNC wins outright. And my two takeaways from this, just to follow up with what you said beautifully, is that, okay, yeah, UNC is good again. And the reason that they're good again is because the roles are defined in cement. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Everybody knows what they're doing. And everybody expects and doesn't expect exactly what's going to come down the pike each and every game. Mm -hmm. Those guys know that they're going to play 38 minutes and they know that they're going to get, you know, maybe a minute or two there and the bench players are fine with it. They're along for the ride. And then the second takeaway, I think, is Baylor's tough as nails. Scott Drew's an amazing coach. Yeah. I don't know if you can take away somebody's leading scorer, uh, take away a starter from a championship team mm-hmm. that's anchoring your defense, which is one of your hallmarks, mm-hmm. and then figure out how to get a one seed and then yes. like almost have one of the greatest comebacks of all time yes. in uh, March Madness history. So yes. those, are, those are my two quick takeaways from that. I mean, I, I don't know what else, if you, if you have anything else on, on your mind or anything that you, your eyes viewed. Nope. And I wish I had the Joker gif because that was, and here we go. Moving on next game. All right, let's go Creighton, Kansas. And I feel like I had a good read on this and because, you know, we had the privilege of going to see the big East tournament at Madison square garden and seeing something in person sometimes really helps clarify like where are your stances and it just it, it clarified to me that this Creighton team had a little something figured out and they unlocked a few things that were in previous categories and now that Kaluma was going to be the stud he was going to be the bucket getter he was very fine he was very comfortable in that role uh, they, they did point guard a little bit by committee, you know, with Alexander and O'Connell. They 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 shot the ball with confidence from three, and uh, even losing the defensive player of the year, Kalkbrenner from the Big East, they played live against Kansas. Super impressive. Yeah, Creighton this year has cost me a lot of money. 
went out to dinner with Dr. Tony and his wife earlier this year, hammering Nebraska at home. Uh, I believe getting a couple points against Creighton blew that one back on November 16th. Creighton this year, Gus, 30.5, 30.8%, 305th in the country in three point shooting percentage. They're mm-hmm. very young. We talked to John Nayatawa that's the greatest recruiting class in Creighton history. They are 309th in experience, very young team. They lose Nemhart. They lose Kalkbrenner. But the line didn't move that much, which should have woke me up because, of course, there's always Bill Self doing Bill Self stuff. And five minutes in, partner, Kaluma for three, uh, Hawkins for three, O'Connell for three. I said I'm toasted. I, I, I didn't read it right. They had nothing to lose. McDermott is a great coach. Kansas got a little tight. And, of course, Casper, the friendly ghost, Ochai Abaji, let the game come to me. Non-existent till late, and the game hits his unders on the prop. He just doesn't take games over. Maybe he will at the next level. Looks very Wayne Selden to me. Whatever. He's got to get his team on his back. But this is a well-coached Creighton team. They turn the ball over a lot. They don't force a lot of turnovers. Doesn't really matter. 12 of 28 from three-point range, Gus, for a team that shot 300-something in the country this year. But you were right. We went to the game. With Dr. Tony, you should have saw this coming. You did. I didn't. And here we go. <laughs> Kansas moves on. And I still think that they are dangerous, especially what's, you know, especially what's happened and unfolded within their bracket here. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, what about what about Michigan and Tennessee? Yeah. I was wrong here. I was very on Tennessee in this particular game and in this particular bracket, to be honest. And Michigan is one of those teams that needed to hit the reset button and start anew, much like Duke, uh, much like um, LSU. That didn't work for them. But some of these teams look forward to just having the slate cleaned off, and Michigan definitely fits the bill there. Still not buying Michigan, but what didn't I didn't like partner right in front of this game. It's like 85% of the handle and 80% of the bets were on Tennessee. I heard that. I said, this isn't going to be good. Tennessee got up. They were able to move ahead. They could not put them away. Tennessee's issue is they don't have a go-to guy. I love their players. I love their team. Josiah Jordan-James had 13 points early in the second half. I took his under on his props, 13 and a half. He ended with 13. Um, Kennedy Chandler is a wonderful player. You saw him hugging with Juwan Howard after the game. Love Kennedy Chandler. Tremendous but they didn't have a go-to guy. Only two guys partner in doubles in this entire game. You score 68 points. Only Jordan James and Chandler had 32 of them. Everybody else in single digits, that's a problem. On the other side, Hunter Dickinson turns into Manute Ball. He's banging threes. He's three or five from three-point range. Grabs 11 boards. Does a great job. And then we have some people chipping in threes. Oh, Eli Brooks gives two here. Terrence Williams gives one. They got it going. Halftime of the Colorado State game, partner. They got it going. I still don't like them. I'm going to fade them again. Thank you, Take Lock. But it's a great win. And Tennessee was super hot. The one thing we worried about is can they execute late in a close game? And they could not. They did not. And I think my two takeaways from this are hello to Frankie Collins. Yeah. 6-1 freshman played 30-plus minutes in both of their wins. Yes. And, again, when you extract, like, your starting point guard, that's supposed to matter. He made it not matter. So we we, we saw what kind of talent level he does. And you know what? To be honest, like, I felt like after watching those two games, he was more impactful than, like, Caleb Houston. Yes. Like, 
Absolutely. As far as like contributing to wins. And then the second part of that also is the Tennessee side. I kind of thought that Tennessee might have something rolling here that with those three guards Mm -hmm. that was similar to Baylor last year and their defensive prowess, again, similar to Baylor last year. One difference, no go-to guy like you illustrated. And also I think we have to pay attention to the bench. Yes. Yes. It's clear that Barnes schemed Houston out of the game. He's been schemed out now twice. He looked so good earlier in the year. 32 minutes and no points. 0 of 1 from two-point range. Guys, how is that possible for a player as talented as Caleb Houston? Um, But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Michigan gets the win and they move on. They're playing Nova. Hey, all right. And let's continue. (laughs) And a team that you have close connections with and maybe we're on a little bit Providence beat my Richmond Spiders. Uh, love that Richmond got that initial win. Unbelievably fantastic way that they took down Iowa. But Providence, like everybody had, I'm sure, into the Sweet 16. That might have been like the little blow-up bracket slash pod mm-hmm. that I think many people had. But I don't, I, I don't, Providence just looked the part. And they, they, I mean, Horkler with, you know, is averaging a double-double in the tournament right now. They look great. Yep. Uh, this game was over really quick. I took Richmond in the points, Jacob Gilliard. I don't think Gilliard had a chance to do anything because right off the bat, Al Durham for three, Al Durham for three, Horkler for three, Horkler for three, Minaya for three. The game's over. Yeah. Richmond is not constructed. They did have the amazing comeback against Dayton, but I yeah. do think that was Malachi Smith aided. It's not that they can't. It's just that Providence, if they make their threes, they're going to be tough because Horkler and Watson did a decent job. Grant Golden's not great inside. He's functional for Richmond, but they just got up by too much, and then they control the game. Look, I think, Gus, this is going to be a phenomenal game against Kansas. I'm already telling you yeah. I'm grabbing the points. Do with that as you may, everybody, by the way. But I, I love it. I think Providence is going to either win this game or go down swinging. This is not going to be a blowout. They are legit. They have the mojo. Had a bad game there against Creighton. It happens, but came back, beat a good South Dakota State team, pounded Richmond. They're with house money now. Won the regular season title, first one in Providence history. Won a game in the Big East tournament. Made a Sweet 16. House money. Dangerous against our good friend Bill Self. (laughs) Your good friend Bill Self. All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike, uh, West Coast special, UCLA, St. Mary's. Thought this one would end up a little bit tighter than it did. Felt like that. UCLA might get caught up in that St. Mary's slowdown pace. And then, of course, we had, you know, some injury issues with UCLA as well. But UCLA pulls away 72-56. I still 
like this UCLA team. I love their construction, and I, I they've they've done it in recent history. The bracket has really opened up for them on their side. <laughs> yeah, I and listen, St. Mary's did much better than I thought they would. I, I mm. Randy Bennett's a superior coach. St. Mary's did great, and in the end, the win over Gonzaga meant a win over Gonzaga, and that should have. Really, I should have paid more attention to that. They, um, in the first round, just absolutely destroyed Indiana, took care of that playing game, always gets hot. But I yep. guess Notre Dame took care of that. Uh, <laughs> then they play UCLA. My issue with this game and why I finally got a game right was I, I know that St. Mary's wants you to take difficult twos. Their defense is structured. But that's what UCLA wants to do. Yuzang and Yaquez, they love pull-up shots. I mean, Johnny Juzang was living on the pull-up jumper. Um, so I just thought that in the end, much like Michigan, you said, got it together, I thought mm. UCLA would get it together and pull away, and they did. And now we have the Bruins here playing against North Carolina. What a contrast in styles there. It's going to be fun. But, yes, uh, St. Mary's excellent job by Randy Bennett. Matthias Tosses is not a talented team. Tommy Cousy played great. Um, love also, by the way, for them. Really, I underrated him all year. Logan Johnson, which just some yeah. takes to the basket. Big-time big athlete. And Dukas makes his threes. Uh, yeah. Great job. But, yes, UCLA got it going. Now they're going to be dangerous. I think they're very dangerous moving forward as long as their health uh, holds together. All right, and then <clears> – <throat> The must bus rolls back into the Sweet 16, takes down a very dangerous New Mexico State team coached by Chris, the now departed Chris Jans. Mm -hmm. But they have that unbelievably talented backcourt with uh, Teddy Allen and Rice. Mm -hmm. And McCann's came to play like he wasn't he wasn't afraid. But the must bus and DJ, uh, Note get it rolling and move into the Sweet 16. Yeah, almost a cover here. I think it was six, six and a half, and they ended mm. up winning by five, which is fine. Yep. Great job by Jans. They were down early and came back. Hard to do against Arkansas. I thought it was a brilliant defensive game plan by Musselman. He actually put a lot of pressure and was willing to play a slow place, a slow pace yeah. here. Uh, McCants got 16 points. Teddy Allen got 12, but Teddy Allen only got it on three of 10 from the two-point range. And Jabari Rice, a guy who could really wreck a game from three-point range, only one of five and everything came from beyond the arc. That was the key. Note with 18, Jalen Williams with 10, and away we go. I think it's a phenomenal game against Gonzaga. I, my Right now, I have to analyze it, but I do like Arkansas a little bit better. I just think it's great. And I, I I think what great job by Musk, great job by Jans. Where do you go? Mississippi State, I think he's a Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah, he yeah, took over for Allen. Yeah, good guy, great guy, yeah. and um uh great game. And they didn't cover, but it was close. Very close. And then uh the last part about that is uh we have to mention Williams. Williams did a great job on the interior, rebounding the ball and being efficient as usual. Sure. Uh and then hometown Peacocks get it yeah. done. I mean I, I don't even know where to kind of start with this because of the Kentucky, uh, you know, pr game previously. But good golly, what a story! What a team! You go first, I'll go second. I have a couple of things on that on on the Peacocks, of course. Shaheen Holloway has done a masterful job at St. Peter's. They went ten and twenty two, eighteen and twelve in twenty twenty, and really were a team that I they were fourteen and six in the MAC that year. Uh, they were actually one game behind Siena. So really liked St. Peter's coming into the COVID year of 2021, but they struggled. They struggled with the pauses. They threw us off the scent, only 14-11, 10-8 in This year they come out 14-6, and six, and the defense is legit. You've talked yeah. about Casey and Defoe inside. Banks is flammable. Who doesn't love Doug Eggert for three? <laughs> um, 
just a great job. I love them against Murray State. I thought eight was crazy. I, I thought the points oh, were way too much. They uh, Murray State, love Murray State, love what they do, but they were cramping up. They had a massive battle there to get by at the end against San Francisco, and now they have to turn around and play a really solid defensive team that's going to get up and make you guard. They won outright by 10. St. Peter's only 3 of 13 from beyond the arc, but they were 23 of 31. That's 75% from the free throw line. Just did a great job, and they really clamped down on Murray State. Murray State can give you some turnovers. They did not give a lot. St. Peter's only 10. What a wonderful job. I thought the line was too high. This one was a comfortable cover. Murray State, great year as well. I just think that first game took a lot out of them. The Peacocks are moving on. Shaheen Holloway, Kevin Willard is already encouraging him to take <laughs> over the Seton Hall job publicly. Amazing job. This is what March is about. Yeah. Uh, it, the the couple of things you, you mentioned in Defo, like he is such an impactful player on both ends of the floor. You know, I think earlier this season and even, you know, in, in seasons past, we've we've mentioned him on the podcast. Um uh, you know, he he. Two seasons ago, he averaged almost four blocks a game mm-hmm. at six seven, which is totally insane. Mm-hmm. So his his impact in this particular game against Murray State was he was the best player on the floor. Seventeen points, ten boards, three assists, six blocks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know what else you want from your star player. And the other part about, and you brought this up. And mentioned this with a couple of teams right now. I just wanted to highlight this, and I think this is the perfect place to do that. Is um, the reliance on the three? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same that it has been in the past. St. Peter's three made threes. Miami three made threes. Yes. Arkansas three made threes. Texas Tech four made threes. Iowa State three made threes. Even UCLA, they only made four and only took nine, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, Purdue, probably not going to make a bunch of threes. Michigan, only six made threes. And Kansas, only six made threes. So this reliance and this the, the, the floor stretching that we've seen in the NBA this year, I mean, correction back to the mean, or maybe defenses are just scheming to take the three-point three point ball out of play. Yeah, so maybe if you have a great two-point shooting team like St. Peter's is, and they run great offense, really impressive. Excellent, excellent point about that, partner. I think that teams are recognizing you have to defend the three to win. So it's not surprising to me to see some of the top teams in the country at three-point defense actually in this tournament right now. You have looked at teams that really lock down from beyond the arc, teams that have been strong, Iowa State, Houston are both in the top 10. St. Peter's is in the top 16. They're still alive. Even if you stay within the top 50, that's also going to include Providence, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Villanova. So I agree. It's a great astute observation. Teams are not necessarily getting threes. They have to score other ways. And when they can't, you see what happens with some of these upsets. Yeah, and it it just goes back to, uh, you know, some of the conversations that you and I have had but also a conversation we, you know, we've had with John Gassaway, I feel like mm-hmm. a couple of different times where the good two and the teams that shoot the good two at a high percentage are really underrated and, and find success in March. All right, Mike, anything else you want to do for uh, Saturday? You're ready to move on to the, the Sunday games. Here. Yes. Let's bury this one partner in the backyard. Okay, very good. A much more enjoyable betting Sunday. Thank you. <laughs> good. All right. Let's start where uh, everything started off. We'll start with, um, you know, Ohio state and uh, Villanova. I loved Ohio State in this spot. 
Uh, I was all about fading Villanova. I feel like they are going to win a game or going to win a national title. I felt like this year, like we discussed earlier on the podcast, they were more of the more of the the, the latter, like more of the they're going to win a game. They're good, but I don't know if they're going to make a run for a title. I might still be in that camp, but here they are again. Wildcats into the Sweet 16. Any takeaways from Ohio State and Villanova? This game reeked to me. It's one of the few that I got it wrong today. It reeked to me Villanova wins and Ohio mm. State covers. I mean, right. I just kept saying that in my head. Liddell having a big game. I, I know they couldn't, they're not great at defending the three Ohio State this year. The metrics haven't been great on them. Mm. I just thought they would play well. It was a two point game with four minutes left. I felt good. I felt really good. Kyle Young being back right. uh, off the concussion was a big help. He played well, had nine and seven in the prior game in the win over Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago plays a lot like Villanova, slow paced, relies on the three, not great on the interior. I'd like the matchup, but it didn't work out. Uh, great win for Villanova. They do what they do. If you're going to beat them, they are the two-time champion in the last five years. If you're going to beat them, you better beat them early because they're going to make free throws late, and that's exactly what they did to eke out this cover here. That's a great point. And then also you, you mentioned uh, Young. Young went out with an injury later on in this game, and I think that definitely impacted because uh, Ohio State had brought it within a possession. Mm -hmm. And then, like you mentioned, very astutely, they pulled away with free throws and just sound decisions, as always. Uh, hey, did you did you feel like this could have been Coach K's last game? It was it was right there, right? Uh, uh, this this one annoys me. The only one I got wrong today. Uh, a bunch of props, good stuff. Over under is great. Right. Yes. The idea that Michigan State didn't cover seven and a half is just is blasphemy. It's just they had it. They were winning with two minutes left. I mean, yes. you got to figure everything fell apart. They couldn't. They turned the ball, but they couldn't make a shot at the end of the game. They don't. Well, they they, they could. They couldn't not not make a shot. They couldn't even get a shot within their offense. And like Izzo is the king of the quick hitters. Yes, that's exactly right. right. And and Bencaro got a couple rebounds. And they do a couple things and a couple silly turnovers, but should have absolutely been a cover. Michigan State played great. Izzo phenomenal. I pointed out in the live stream on betting pros. Izzo. Um, I have it here. Yeah, Izzo 23 and 6, Gus, with one day rest. To yeah, with quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah, 80%. Of course, going against Shevsky, who's beaten him 12 out of 15, now 13 out of 16 times. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I loved the seven and a half. Looked good the whole game, and they just fell apart at the end. Tyson Walker actually showed up. He was carrying them. I'm like, this is going to be the Tyson Walker game. Didn't work out. I, I was right there with you, and I felt like. Not only could they have covered, but they had an, a legit chance to win that game, and they just mm -hmm. could not get anything done those last two minutes on offense. Oof. Uh, Duke moves on to the Sweet 16. All right, one of the surprises, Iowa State beating Wisconsin in Milwaukee. And I think both of us like thought this smelled funny you know, from the start, whether it was going to be that first round against Colgate. I think you were on Colgate covering. And boom, Johnny Davis doesn't have a good game. Guess what? They're in trouble. Like they, they, and and Iowa State won two games last year, and now they have two NCAA wins. That's bananas. This was a bully. <laughs> yeah, my pick here was a belief. I love the under as well. The old adage. Oh yeah, it gusts the old adage. You take the over on the highest total, and you take the under on the lowest. I mean, that's just. I don't know if that always works, but it, it fit the narrative here. Wisconsin with a great year, but they're Gus. They're still very young, and I don't like how they ended the year. Nebraska home, really. Big right. 10 outright title line, Michigan State. It's Michigan State, but one and done there in the tournament. Colgate, you don't cover. And I know the game was in Milwaukee, which is why I actually took Wisconsin, but lost that one by a half point at the end of my weekend. But I thought Iowa State controls tempo. 
Yep. I didn't trust Wisconsin's offense. We've talked about this all year, that a typical Wisconsin team plays solid defense and shoots the three well. This team is not great on defense and doesn't shoot the three well. Very odd. I thought they could do some things defensively. I like the three-and-a-half number. Money was piling in on Wisconsin under Otzelberger. Really could get a lot of Coach of the Year votes. I know it's um, Cooley and a couple of guys, but Otzelberger, the job he's done, they were predicted last in the Big 12. Here they are, Iowa State. Great job, Sweet 16, and they upset Wisconsin. No shame, Wisconsin, a solid year, but playing at home on the road, that's a big win for Iowa State because that was a very partisan home crowd in Milwaukee. No doubt. Uh, I, I think your your statement of him, uh, of Otzelberger, getting some of those Coach of the Year votes, yeah, I think he's going to pile up a bunch of those. Yeah. And uh, it, it, you, the uh, the candidates you mentioned are definitely on the list, and we can throw in, um, uh, we can throw in Arizona as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so, Mike, after – the Texas Tech Notre Dame. Did you feel like Notre Dame was going to be that hot team, that that the, the playing game, and then go ahead and get a couple of wins, and then boom, they end up there. I felt like they were destined to be that team after they won on St. Patrick's Day, but Texas Tech takes destiny into their own hands and makes free throws down the stretch, huge defensive stops, and bothered Wesley on the last couple of possessions. Yeah, bothered Wesley. That was it. But I agree. Grab the eight points right away. Texas Tech blowing out uh, Montana State in the first round was great because I think we got a couple extra val- points of value in this line. Good Playing point. game narrative always gets hot. That's what it was. And yep. I took all at the TCU corollary. TCU, the Texas Tech late in the year. Yep. How'd they do it? They shot the three well, and they were one and done on the boards. People don't realize that Notre Dame is also top 50 in the country in defensive rebounding. So I thought they could stick with Texas Tech. I needed a bad offensive game from Texas Tech, which I got, and I needed them to make some threes, which I got. Texas Tech 22-13 and this year against the spread, but that was really bolstered by their 14 of 16 covers in the middle of the year. They failed to cover five of their last seven games, and Notre Dame was also 19-15 and against the spread. Too many points. I thought it was Texas Tech by three. It lands on Texas Tech with five. Uh, Great job by Mike Bray. Great year. Texas Tech moves on. They're a dangerous team, but they do struggle to score. And Notre Dame really had this game, but again, couldn't produce down the stretch. Agreed. Texas Tech defensive presence is is a Mm -hmm. real thing. Mm -hmm. And their switchability at every position on defense and superior coaching. Substitution late in that game, they bring in – uh, they bring in uh, Santo da Silva mm-hmm. and um, he comes in and gets a, a block in one of the final offensive possessions. For and, he and he made two free throws and he made two free throws. And he's, you know, play. what a f- at best 50% free throw shooter. Oh, I yeah, love the I super loved impressive, it. you know, substitution there. So yep. no, no, uh, talk about coach of the year. I mean, we, we, yes. we, we can throw Mark that. Mark Adams. Equation. Great job. Mark yeah. Adams. Great job. Yep. Um, uh, how about, Houston, Illinois, do we want to talk about another possible coach of the year? Uh, yes. Let me go first here on this one. Yeah, I, yeah. I have so much to say. I sat down last night with a bourbon after my brutal day, and I said <laughs> – Great okay. choice, by the way. I go, okay, what is my gut reaction to this game? And my gut reaction was Houston's a higher seed. They're getting four and a half points. And I said, okay, now that we know that's the gut, let me go deeper. Here are some numbers, partner, and I put this on the live stream. To me, this was the automatic pick of the day. Ready? Kelvin Sampson versus non-conference teams while at Houston, 36-23. and That's 60% against the spread. Kelvin Sampson versus non-conference teams as a favorite, 28-19, 60% against the spread. Kelvin Sampson versus non-conference teams as a favorite by one to six points. You know, a close favorite, 
12 and 4, 75% against the spread. In those games, partner, last eight, Kelvin Sampson, eight no. In those games, partner, last 11, Kelvin Sampson, 10 and 1. Houston against the spread this year, 66%. Last nine games, eight and one. Look, I know it's a lot of numbers, but this reeked to me of when Shaka took Texas into Kansas. And my gut reaction was, it's got to be Kansas. And then I look at the numbers, I go, Shock is undefeated against the spread at Fog Allen and his, it, it, with, while with Texas. And that's exactly what happened. They were begging you to take Illinois. To me, it was Houston morning, noon, and night. They're just great in these spots. And Illinois barely beat Chattanooga. And Kofi Coburn isn't a great free throw shooter. How is this going to happen? I didn't see it. Nice one for the uh, the Cougars. And I felt like, I felt like it was an interesting move that they decided to, uh, Illinois decided to play a couple of those freshmen over mm-hmm. Curbelo mm-hmm. when the game was in balance yep. uh, and it fell completely out of balance for the Illini. Uh, mm-hmm. Totally impressed with Shed. Jamal Shed. Shed, like, yes. One yes. of my favorite players in college <laughs> basketball. Yes. I love this yes. guy. Yes. So he had uh, 12, 7, and 3 against UAB, and I like mm-hmm. UAB in that matchup, so I'm an idiot. Like I don't, I don't know anything. And then he had 18, 3 assists, and 3 steals in this win. And that video of him picking up the garbage earlier this season is one of my favorite moments from the regular season. So great human being, great college basketball player. I'm 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 on the Houston bus now. I I, I like it. Totally agree with you. Everything you said. Amen. Uh, All right. How about how about how about Miami? What in the? I mean. I'm not going to say what in the world because we've liked Miami a little bit here, and you know when we talked to our buddy Luke Near who's down in ACC country in uh, uh, Charlottesville. He was on board with the Miami love and liked the three-guard alignment. Of course, he really adores Laranega as well. I, it was, I can't even believe it. Like they, they, they made it look way easier than I thought they could. I thought this was going to be a one-possession game. Come down to the final minute. Those three guards played unbelievably well. Charlie Moore almost has a triple-double. Sheesh. Yep, I thought it was going to be one possession game. Also, grab the seven, love the seven in this game. Have to there, yes. Yeah, but I, I certainly thought Auburn was going to win. Ten seeds, better winning percentage in NCAA tournament history history since the expansion in 1985 than they do over seven seeds, which means if they get by the first round, there's a better chance they're winning the second game than they won that prior game. Larry Nagin, the tournament, doing what he does after with Mason, McGusty, Wong, and more. I put up on Twitter – Wong with the slam on uh, Jabari Smith. I mean, impressive, just incredible. Um, they didn't put it with Jacksonville State away, which made me concerned. Auburn, uh, Miami. I know it was the ACC world down. They were number one in fewest offensive turnovers, Miami, in the mm-hmm. ACC, and they were number one in turnovers forced. I thought they would not be turned over by Auburn, and they would turn Auburn over. Miami gets the outright win, a comfortable win with seven points. Great job by Jim Laranega doing what it is. I guess it came out. Two things I said. I was wrong about St. Mary's. That Mary's was overseeded. Not true. And I was right about Miami. I said Miami's way too underseeded as a 10 seed. Loved it in this game. Great win for Miami. Uh, yeah, I love the points there. And even, in, you know, entertained them winning it outright and moving on. And by the way, that game against, I mean, I don't think they're going to be frightened playing Iowa State, no? Like nope. that, that seems like nope. something that's like right up Laranega's alley. Nope. Uh, and then I guess the, the last two games are still go underway and undecided at recording time. Um, but you know, we have Purdue and Texas Purdue with a slight lead and then TCU keeping things pretty spicy with Arizona thus far. 
Uh, Mike, any other further takeaways or any other places you want to take a look at um, for Thursday and or Friday? No, I, I, you know, I, I took Texas in the three and a half here at seven with two minutes left. So they're probably not going to get that cover. And I took TCU with 10 uh, for mm-hmm. the main reason that TCU beat Kansas and Texas Tech back to back. And they almost beat Kansas at the fog in the subsequent game when Kansas had the Big 12 on the line. Gus, TCU, number one in the country in offensive rebounding. That's yep. going to help against Arizona. And, oh, by the way, they're shooting, oh, I don't know, 39.6% for the point range the last three games. So I thought 10 was too much. Anyway. Uh, looking ahead for Thursday part, I'm just going to, let me read the games to you that we got lines out for and give me a good reaction. Yeah, sure. All right. So I'll just get the lines are out. Haven't even thought about it yet, but I'll just read them to you. Let's see what we get on Thursday. Gus, I got three so far. Okay. Gonzaga minus eight and a half versus Arkansas. Mm. Uh, we really got to think about that one. <laughs> That's a lot of points. You really got to think about that. Um, I, the- I, you know what? I gut reaction <laughs> Game gets away in the second half. Note gets into some foul trouble. Maybe Williams has trouble guarding uh, Timmy and Holmgren down low. They're compromised roster wise and foul, uh, you know, fouls wise. So I guess if I a quick lean, maybe Gonzaga with a, a sneaky ten point win in the second half. I'm gonna I'm gonna take. I probably will take Arkansas. I may wait because this line could get higher. Right. I, I can make an argument for Ark. What's Arkansas on the money line here? I. Plus three thirty, a three to one. I, I just mm-hmm. think I thought this was a rough road for Gonzaga. I'm going to stick yes. to it. If they get it, good for them. Great yeah. job. I think they're going to bother their guards. But I will tell you something. That was a Superman performance from Drew Timmy. Superman performance. Yeah. Just he was he was rolling. Ma- major mustache. Yeah. Uh, major mustache. Yeah. Uh, Nova minus five. Michigan. Hmm. That's just the right number, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I like Villanova. I like Nova too. Yeah. I think Michigan I, runs out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and last one we got for Thursday partner right now. I'm going to make you guess. Ooh. Duke, Texas Tech. Huh. How about um, Duke, Texas Tech? I. How about if I say Texas Tech minus 0.5? Boy, that is freaking disturbing, man. That's exactly what it is. Good Are for you, sure? you. Yeah. It's Texas Tech favored by a half point. Good for you, partner. Oh, wow. They're, Thank they're... God. Thank that's. I feel like Terrell Owens. That's my podcast partner right there. Uh, Friday, <laughs> man, I got three really quick. I'll give it three on Friday. Yeah, let's do it. KU minus seven and a half Providence. Too much. No more. Yeah. Too much. UCLA minus two UNC. Mm. Uh, uh, I might look at the number there for over under 142. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's good. They're, they're good. There's, there's big buildings there for a reason. Um, I, okay. Quick lean. I think I like UCLA to win it. Uh, so I'll take, you know, if, if it has to be two, it's two, it's fine. Um, and I would maybe lean the under. If you do this one, I'm going to, I'm quitting. Give me the spread on Miami, Iowa State. Last one we got. I mean, it's it's got what? It's got to be like Miami minus one, right? <laughs> disturbing. Minus one and a half. One and a half. He's, he's right, good. Right. Guys, he, this is my partner right here. He's good. <laughs> I don't have a clue yet. I got to analyze that one. The over under. Uh, yeah, the- yeah. I, I mean, I like Miami there for the win. So if it's that tight, if the points are that close, then why not just you know go go with the money line there? But 
Oof, yeah, that's I, I don't think you think that line's gonna move anywhere? I don't think so. I don't know. It opened at Miami minus a half and has now been bet up. So money's coming into Miami. So people yeah. are betting Miami. They're sense. always gonna go against Iowa State. They just don't buy it yet. Right. Um the all the, the over on this 133. I may go over on that because I think Miami really does push the pace and they can they get do. some stuff up inside. So I don't know, maybe I'll hit the over. That's all I got, partner. Let's close it up because we got a minute ten left and Purdue's up three on Texas. Right now they're covering Gus. And uh, Arizona TCU tied, of course, with 15 minutes left. So go ahead. All right, let's go catch the end of those games so that we can talk about them on the next podcast, whenever that might be. If you really like what you're listening to, please give Mike a follow over at Randall Rant, and please tune in to his live shows on betting pros. You like what you're listening to here? Give the podcast a follow at SDS Podcast. Efficiency of keystrokes, of course. And you like what you're listening to? Don't be afraid to leave a nice, kind review on your podcast consumption vehicle of choice. Kindness is always cool. Mike, looking forward to the end of these two games and then catching up and trying to dissect and figure out what's going to happen in the Sweet 16. Thank God we got four days off. I need a cigarette. <laughs> Cheers to lots. got to lots, everybody. Arigato.